Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show live from the Dish Professionals. Call them 801-424-DISH. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Let's talk a little NBA basketball. Let's jump out to the zone phone. He makes the magic happen for the Bleacher Report. He's Mo DeKeel with us here on the Big Show. Hi, Mo. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, yesterday, we got a, uh, some big news that kind of rocked the Utah sports world. The, uh, the Miller group, or the, the Miller family, I should say, selling to Ryan and Ashley Smith, who uh, are from the tech world and a company called Qualtrics, as I'm sure you know. Uh, well, what were your thoughts when you heard that news? I, you know what? I thought it was uh, good news. You know, if you're going to sell, you might as well sell to somebody in the city that's you know, a longtime fan as this family is, you know, I think it, I think it was a, it's a good day for jazz fans. You know, I think also, you know, it helps that the, the guy's worth $8 billion, right? Like you feel like you should be in a pretty good position going down the, the road with him and he's young as an owner and things. I, I think it's exciting times for Utah. Well, speaking of things that are worth it, uh, do you think that Rudy Gobert is worth the Supermax? No, and and it, it's hard, right? Like, there's very, very few guys, I think, that are actually worth the Supermax just because everything it, it, it holds you to for so long. And I look at it when a, a guy like, you know, LeBron would be worth it you know, if you're going to have them for a long period of time and things like that. It's guys that I think if they were on the team by themselves, you know, or if you dropped them on the Knicks, could they take them to the playoffs? And I'm not sure if I dropped Rudy Gobert on the Knicks that he would be able to take that team to the the playoffs, and it's hard to justify a Supermax. Now, he's probably somewhere in between a Max and the Supermax, but the Supermax is a huge, huge cost. How delicate are these situations with athletes? Because I'm sure Rudy, you know, I'm sure Rudy's saying, hey, I qualified for it. That's that's what I want. And it, a lot of people, and I, I, I'm sure the Jazz, you know, kind of agree with your logic there. That's that's a lot of money to give anyone. But how delicate can these situations get with these players like that? It gets real tough, especially because all of the players think they're worth more. You know, they're always feeling like they're underpaid. There are guys who probably signed the Superbacks and feel like, yeah, that's still a pay cut for me. I should still be getting more. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a terrible dance, you know, because you want to show that you appreciate him and, and you want him to understand that you see the value in him as a player, as having him as a, a human being in your organization and everything he brings to the table. But at the same time, you also want to make sure you're – you're kind of being fair to both parties as you know if you're the front office you're making sure you're not overpaying for a guy and you're also trying to make sure you're not undercutting uh, a player so i think it's just very it's a delicate dance but i think the the real good front offices do a good job of kind of always being able to have that conversation with with their players and it's and it's also about being up front with them well, what do you make of the Jazz in general after they're showing uh, in the bubble? Do you think they have a promising future as far as, what, let's say they, they, they're somewhat similar to what they are now? Uh, who knows what's going to happen in the off season? But what, what do you, what's your evaluation? You know, I look at them. I think, you know, 
they have a chance to be really good. I think a couple of things didn't work out well to start the year. I think Mike Connolly struggled. Uh, look, no Bogdanovich in the bubble. And let's be honest, it, we were a uh, uh, Connolly buzzer beater away from them knocking out the Denver Nuggets and playing the Clippers in the second round. So it's not like they got completely torched or anything in the playoffs. I think, you know, you have a stud in Donovan Mitchell. Like, we all know that, right? That's That's pretty obvious. And I think – they're building forward pretty well. Like, I like everything they've done. All the moves they do make sense. I think, you know, Quinn Snyder's a heck of a coach. I think that's a, a guy you can continue to build on with him going forward. I think they're in a good spot. You know, they have a good mix of youth and, and, and veterans, you know, and, and maybe they're uh, one piece or two piece away, but it's a lot better than being, a, uh, you know, several pieces away and looking out in the – the playoffs it's just hard because the west is just so stacked mo dekeel of the bleacher report is with us uh you mentioned mike conley let's get into that a little bit uh, more because i know you wrote about it at the bleacher report the other day and as you can imagine that was kind of the biggest story of uh, last year's jazz team his success or lack thereof tell us what uh, you, you thought about his first year with the jazz and uh, why it may or may not get better next year yeah, I, you know, it was a slow start. And I think we all thought, myself included, you know, uh, or the general consensus, I shouldn't put words in your guys' mouth, you know, thought it was going to be really just plug and play. And from day one, he was going to step in and they were going to just start rolling. And, you know, that just wasn't the case. And I think he struggled shooting early on. He got better as he went along. I mean, he was really strong in the bubble when he came back after his the, the birth of his son. You know, it was really – big in those five games he played in the the playoff series and I think he'll get better I think it's one of those cases guys where you know he needed a year to kind of learn the system learn he's in a new place he's been was in Memphis his entire career and now all of a sudden is in Utah it's a new coaching staff a new system he has to learn new adjustment to players and he's no longer the the uh king of the locker room so to speak the way he was in Memphis right like he ran that locker room as long as he was there everybody was always going to defer to him because he had the tenure. Here he's the new kid on the block, and I think it takes an adjustment. So I think going forward in the next season, I think he's going to be able to look more comfortable. He's going to feel more fluid. He's going to have more continuity with his teammates, have the understanding of the system and things like that. And I think it's going to make a big difference. His numbers may not be that different, but you'll see him much more comfortable Connolly on the court, and I think that will translate to more wins for the Jazz. Well, I think that's really perceptive on your part. I think you're exactly right on that. I want to put you on the spot, all right? Let me let me Uh-oh. put you on the spot. <laughs> this is something that we talk about a lot here. But let me ask, if I were to give you three choices or three three elements to an NBA team, the owner, the GM or vice president of basketball, whatever you want to call them, the personnel director, essentially, or the and the coach, if you were to rank those in order of importance through your view, how would you rank them? You know, I, I, owners got to go number one. I think that's just they set the tone. We've we've seen it across the board. We've seen teams with great ownership really kind of establish sort of a long haul thing. And sometimes being a great owner is knowing to not get involved. You know, or or, you know, how hands-on you're going to be, but just trusting the guys you brought in. I think the next guy, and I'm kind of biased because I sort of was in the coaching staff, I'm going to go coaches second because 
they're with your players day to day. You know, they're there every day. They're building the relationships with the players. We've we've seen what a great coach can do, and it, it, along the lines of you know uh, Steve Kerr just taking over and all of a sudden meshing well with the Warriors and taking them to the finals. We're watching with. Quinn Snyder, the relationships he has with guys and taking them to another level. And, you know, then I think it's the the front office. And I think the reason why it kind of comes in third is they're they're there kind of like the overseeing figure, but they're not there every day. And sometimes it's not all that easy to establish the rapport with the players and, and, and whatnot. They're trusting the coach to kind of do that. So for me, it's owner, coach, then, uh, uh, front office. Mo, so far uh, during this uh, unique time that we find ourselves in, the owners, uh, the NBA Owners and Players Association have really done a nice job working together uh, to to get through it. I, I've got to give them both a lot of credit because it, it certainly is complicated and we've never seen it before. Uh, but that that uh, uh, I guess uh, camaraderie needs to continue for next season to get underway, and for the most part, uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of, of um, you know public battles, except for the owners seem to be pushing for a December twenty second start, and now we're seeing a, a few players come out and saying that January would be preferable. So I guess my question to you is: Do you expect to see um, the same type of work together attitude going forward, or are we in for some bumps in the road? I think there might be a, I wouldn't even call them bumps, but just like a tiny little, like a pebble or something, you know, every now and then with that. And I think maybe the start date might be something here. I think, you know, the NBA is very unique in the sense of out of all the sports leagues, I think the ownership group and, and the commissioner and the players union probably have the best relationship. You know, we, we've seen how uh, adversarial it gets in the NFL and it with, with the MLB. So I think, you know, Adam Silver has done a great job of gaining a lot of equity with the players and, and a lot of their trust so that they feel like he has their best interest at hand and he has the best interest of the league at hand. And, and those things go hand in hand, like they're together in this, you know, and I think they're, they've kind of do a good job of pushing that message forward. So there's always going to be disagreements. I mean, there's going to be disagreements within the players' union. You know, when you have 420 players involved, there's going to be different facets in there. And there's always going to be different, you know, little different points or opinions between ownership and players in these instances. But overall, I trust that these two sides will be able to come to an agreement, you know, pretty peacefully. I mean, we'll have some stuff. We'll have some maybe some negotiating a little bit in the uh, in the press a bit. But for the most part, I don't expect it to really turn into a uh, uh, knockdown fight. You know, and I think these guys, they've all kind of figured how to work together, and I think they'll be able to do that going forward. You know, Mo, some people say it's no big deal, that December 22nd start. Others say it is a big deal. For the veterans who are playing deep into the playoffs in the bubble, maybe that is something of a big deal. If it is, what is it, $500 million at stake? Is that the number that people have said? Uh, so what 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 do you think should happen? I mean, do you think that uh, it would be okay for some of these veterans to load manage for the first month of the season? I don't know if they should do the first month of the season, but I think we're going to see load management throughout the entire season. You know, something you know this tight, you know, seventy two games in in a short span is brutal, and I think we'll see a lot of load management, you know, uh, uh, across the board. 
but I think I see both sides of it. I could see why the owners want to come back before Christmas. I could see why the teams that went deep into the playoffs are thinking like, man, that's too soon. You know, it's it's. I I just think there has to be an understanding of like, look, there's a lot at stake, and I think you know my kind of view of it is we're in such a weird time. It's going to require compromise between both these sides to really kind of come to an agreement. The way we were, the way we were able to do that going into the bubble, I think we're going to have to do that into this season as well. I mean, you know, it's if if that figure is correct and it's five hundred million dollars, and I've heard it too, like. That's a massive amount of money to risk losing, especially in a year where you're probably not going to have fans for the most part, you know, and we know how much that that's going to hit the the bottom line. So I think ultimately they'll they'll come to an agreement. I think they'll they'll be playing by December um, as soon as that may be. But I just think we're going to see load management, you know, throughout the course of the season. And I think this schedule is going to have a few built in breaks as well to kind of relieve some of that pressure off the players. Well, Mo, we appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Thank you very much, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you guys for having me. All right, there you go. He writes for the Bleacher Report. Mo DeKeel with us here on 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. Great stuff from Mo. We've had a did couple you, of new guests today that have been really, really good. Did you agree with most of what Mo was saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I hope he's right about the, the owners and the players thing. And, and we have no reason to believe that it won't be that way because, you know, they've gotten a lot done um, working together and, and I think he's right when he, he describes the the start time as maybe a, a minor type of thing I, I think the the biggest deal is going to be to figure out what they do with the salary cap to make it work for everybody I think that's going to be the most complicated uh, agreement question for you Jake how how does uh, a players association and a commissioner slash owners how 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 does that relationship get good and uh, and <laughs> i mean he mentioned major league baseball i mean that's that's been a storied uh, uh narrative through the years hasn't it but how how do do you think it's because adam silver is willing to to compromise do you think it's because he doesn't take these public stances that are I'm putting, I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I'm not budging off it because it seemed like David Stern, who was a, who was a terrific commissioner, he was a little more combative in that way, don't you think? But see that, see David Stern is just brilliant because it's it's because David Stern did what he did that he set up Adam Silver to have that kind of relationship because David Stern with that last lockout, he knew he was on his way out. He knew that he could be the bad guy and do the dirty work um, for what he perceived as the the future health of the league, you know. And you remember that lockout, Gordon? It was uh, yeah. it was contentious, and mm-hmm. I think that David knew he was going to hand off the reins to Adam Silver and wanted to hand him the best situation possible. So David was the bad guy going out, and now Adam Silver gets to come in and say, "Hey, that wasn't me. That was him. I'm I'm your buddy," you know. And then he's handled situations very well from there, there on out, including the Donald Sterling thing and the last collective bargaining where they just extended the old one was, was so seamless that we barely heard about it. So I give, I give David Stern really the majority of the credit for Adam Silver having the ability to have a good relationship with the players. Does that, is that too convoluted? Does that make sense? Yeah, so in other words, it's like it's like you and me. 
Okay. I, I do the I do the dirty work, and and you're Mr. Popularity, and I get to take the credit. Yeah, that's exactly and what you it get is. to take the credit as yeah. it should be. No, it's interesting that you say that because David Stern, he was uh, quite adamant about uh, what he thought was important. So, is it a situation? Do you think where Adam Silver can look better, look uh, more? Uh, pliable more willing to work with the uh, with the players uh, because david was was such a, a kind of a stick in the mud 100 percent, and he knew he was going out so he could be a stick in the mud because his public image didn't really matter at that point well that's so, that's really if that's true then that's that's quite a sacrifice on his part oh it's brilliant well i mean and, and it's not like he was unpopular to begin with um but I, I think he knew it was the, the, the future of the league. They needed to fix some numbers. And uh, I think he knew that if he really went for it and, and, and did it, that he could hand a situation off to the next guy and set them up to succeed. I, I believe that. Well, think about the growth of the NBA under his leadership. <laughs> yeah. That was remarkable. Right. And he already had a record that, you know, his, his legacy was, was pretty cemented in there and, you know he could he could leverage it and go to the bat a little bit more because uh, he he knew he was on his way out and I I think he he at least in his mind I think he genuinely had the best interest of the NBA at heart and now Adam Silver doesn't have to battle the players over the revenue split everybody's kind of been happy for the last decade so uh, you know I it makes me fortunate. it makes me think it makes me think that the next commissioner of the NBA should probably be Larry Scott, right? Oh, man. Bite your tongue, Gordon. Stop that. All right. We're live at the uh, Dish Professionals <laughs> column today. 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. Our friend Ryan jumping on the show once again. And, Ryan, not surprised that uh, some listeners are calling you today because this, this is pretty cool what you're doing. Yeah, this is going to uh, for sure probably accelerate the drawing because uh, we're, we're getting getting close to our numbers, and that's Sweet. the goal. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. We get to the goal, we'll accelerate. So um, definitely uh, this is something we've never done before. Uh, 18 and a half years, I think I've been on the station for 16. And, it's wild. Where um, does the time go? A long, long time. And uh, $1,000 giveaway um, we're going to do for one uh, – well, actually two people. So two different people will get $1,000. But this is uh, kind of like gives you another reason to keep it local. Call us. Don't call an 800 number. And, uh, you know, we're the premier retailer. Um, you know, we get, like, visual audits of our showroom and stuff. They wanted to have a specific look for Dish. and and uh, But basically, we're a representation of Dish. So if you come in, you're going to kind of get the, uh, the Dish showroom experience. But the cool thing is the prices and offers are always the best. And uh, if you call and get set up today, you get an additional $100 in cash. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool. So well, you mentioned you mentioned keep it local, which I'm always in favor of, by the way, and that that should be an incentive alone to call uh, the Dish Professionals. But I love having the customer service right here, man. I got yeah. I got to tell you, you guys are great at customer service. You're really really good at it, and I know that you're all you're going to be there when I need you because you're here, you know. And I you can't uh, you can't sell that enough because that's a huge deal. It is. Uh, I my kids went to go order something online and I, it's like well we had to go to best buy I'm like why do we sold it online and i'm like well it's pretty nice to have best buy down the street it's those yeah. businesses you want to really take care of because it's nice to have those things if you don't use them they they go away and uh you know 
we're uh, we're here for the long term, and you know, excited. There's a lot of stuff, cool stuff that's coming, and uh, with the with the five G stuff that Dish is involved in. But you know, this will this will just make it you know even a better reason to sign up because Dish brings along their current customer base with all the new modifications. So if you get set up, you get the best hopper out there. They'll um, you'll probably get some new updates here soon, and uh, uh, can't talk about exactly what the, they are, but it'll. It'll be big, bigger and better and faster. And if you call, you get uh, entered to win a thousand bucks, and also you get a hundred bucks cash back and a two-year price guarantee. Can't beat it. All right, if you've been up in the air on it, get on it right now. Today is the day. Eight zero one four two four dish. Eight zero one four two four dish. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Got drop today coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. Here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the Dish Professionals. Now is the time. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH. If you get on the schedule today, they're going to give you 100 bucks cash back. Plus, you'll be entered to win $1,000. They're actually going to do a $1,000 drawing twice, so they want to make sure your odds are pretty good. So call them, 801-424-DISH. All right, Gordon, you ready for Sounds of Various Clips? I am. Uh, our friend uh, Lloyd Cole uh, uh, told us about this. I, I asked Lloyd if he had any ideas that would be good, and he suggested <laughs> an, an oldie but a goodie. And I have, I had never heard this, Gordon. Or I've, so uh, this is this is new to us. If you uh, haven't heard it, then most of our listeners haven't heard it. I guarantee you that. So this is a boxing broadcast. I don't know if it was uh, one of the HBO broadcasts or what. Uh, but they had a, a, a judge or a former judge on. Uh, his name's Chuck G, uh, Giampa on, who was going to be an analyst. And this is how that went. Also joining our broadcast team tonight, a man who had a long and distinguished career as a ring judge, over 3,000 fights judge, 132 of those were world championship matches. And Chuck Giampa will join us tonight to give us special insights. And Chuck, Tell our viewers a little bit of what, what you're going to be doing on this broadcast tonight. Thank you, Al. Tonight I will be taking you inside the mind of a judge. Tonight I'll be taking you inside the mind of a judge. Yeah. All right, so Chuck will be joining us uh, tonight to add um, his insights on the judging and... Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that uh, later. <laughs> Unbelievable. What was his problem? Was, the, was he just I, freezing up? Yeah, I think he just froze. I, I think he, he, he probably had rehearsed, you know, what he was going to say off the bat, remembered a little bit of it, and then it just left him. <laughs> it sounded like he, he was reading it. <laughs> I love it that he just cursed. Like he just, get, you know, like waved the, the white flag and just said a dirty word. That's so funny. I had never uh, heard that before. That's, that's hilarious. I have, uh, I've had conversations with uh, announcers through the years who have told stories about their uh, their analysts, uh, them freezing up or not being able to uh, to put uh, their thoughts together. And uh, one person in particular informed me, <laughs> you know, a lot of times our listeners don't know this, but people are talking in our ears sometimes, you know, and if you hear us hesitate, sometimes it's because we're we're listening to what somebody else is saying. And 
And this uh, this announcer told me that the producer started yelling in his ear, just take it, take it, take it, because his analyst froze up. He, he, he couldn't talk. He wouldn't talk. And uh, it was <laughs> downright comical, really. But, uh, but anyway, that sounds like that's what happened there. Have I, have I ever told you the story about my, my first sports radio update? <laughs> what happened? So I, I produced, I was producing on Saturday, and our friend Ryan Hatch finally gave me the go-ahead and said, all right, well, why don't we get you working on some updates? We'll get you updates, uh, doing updates on the Saturday show. So I was like, oh, awesome. And it was after a jazz game. It was Saturday after the jazz game because I was going to throw to a Jerry Sloan actuality. And it's just a uh, actuality is just a sound clip that you play, you know, a, a sound bite from the night before or whatever. And you usually introduce the sound bite with, you know, kind of a, a general sum up of what uh, what the clip is going to be. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, Jerry Sloan <laughs> says we uh, played hard defense last night. And then you you play the sound clip. Well, I had written out my update, but I selected the sound clip I was going to use right before the update. And just thought, okay, well, I can obviously just just remember what the the sound clip is going to be, and I, I get to it. I'm doing the update. I'm a little nervous, and I get through the Jazz one ninety four to sixty two last night, and uh, 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 Darren Williams, or I can't even remember who was playing, but uh, uh, Carlos Arroyo had fifteen points and four assists, and Jerry Sloan said this or said, and and when I got to the point where I was supposed to describe the sound clip, I I forgot. I forgot what the sound clip was. <laughs> so I got, so. I got, and, and instead of just playing the sound anyway, or moving on, or doing any number of things that would have been better, I just stopped talking. <laughs> I, I, and Jerry Sloan said, <laughs> and then, and then nothing, just update bed, you know, like silence for like 10 seconds. And then I'm like, well, I probably ought to play the stupid sound clip and i just hit the button but it was it was nothing but update pet for at, at least 10 seconds <laughs> which felt like an eternity i just stopped <laughs> and jerry sloan says and nothing nothing anything would have been better moving on to the next story would have been better just well, stopping I mean, if, the update and going back to programming would have been better if you had just said jerry and jerry sloan says and then and then, then played Jerry, it. That would have been better. Said it. <laughs> yeah. You would have been fine. But just freezing up and doing nothing. Yeah, that's not it. That's not what you're supposed well, to do. Well, you know, you know what that tells me, Jake. It, it reminds everybody what a success story you've become. Going from <laughs> oh, going you. from that stage to where you are now. Oh, unbelievable. I, well, I, I worked uh, really hard on getting my updates to the point where they were arable. You know, you're young in the business. You, you haven't uh, done it. You don't have any experience. You know, there's uh, doing an update and hosting a show are two different things, too. An update requires uh, uh, kind of a, a different vibe. And you're not talking to anybody, really. You're not having a conversation. You got to uh, And point being, I had worked on it for a long time. Finally got my opportunity. And that's what I did. Froze. <laughs> 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 so did I feel at least, for that. You, at least you didn't swear on the air. I did not swear. No, no. Thank goodness. I didn't know at least that time. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. That, that was a good one. Shout out to Lloyd Cole. Good suggestion, Lloyd. That was funny. Uh, we'll get to more coming up next. We're live from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Uh, give them a call right now, 801-424-DISH. want to remind you that it's back. The Utah Snowmobile Expo is this weekend. Scotty Enhance will be there uh, coming up uh, from 10 to 2. 
Uh, well, that was today, interviewing uh, vendors. What's that, Johnny? Next, tomorrow. Well, why did Kurt write uh, Thursday on here? <laughs> right, speaking, by the way, I, I... Speaking of announcing blunders. I, I've complained about this publicly yesterday. This is, this is one... This, whoever wrote this one had a, had a rough time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kurt, but rough time. Uh, they're going to be there tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow from 10 to 2. Thank you, Johnny Lightfoot, everyone. Interviews from vendors featuring the all-new machines and gear from this year. Don't miss this year's show at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy, brought to you by Spy Racing and uh, Snow West Magazine. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. It's time for the big show to predict the winners and losers of the NFL. This is the Big Show Survivor Pool on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for the worst radio segment ever thought of. It's time for the Survivor Pool here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, uh, a game that uh, has been adjusted rules-wise many times. Now how this works <laughs> is uh, we each pick a game, uh, survivor pool style, so we can't pick the same team twice. And instead of uh, if you lose, you're just out, it's turned into if you lose, you uh, are recording incriminating audio. I've lost multiple mm -hmm. times, which is just great. Uh, but as you heard, we got some fancy new production, so it means we got to do it. Um, Austin not with us today, however, he did send in his pick. Austin is going with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs over the Jets, which is, uh, I mean. They're 19-point favorites or something? I mean, Austin's going to survive. Like, like Austin's <laughs> going to win. But he's also burning the Chiefs on, a, on an interesting. Wouldn't you save the Chiefs for when you really need them? Uh, you would think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess the idea is to uh, not record incriminating audio. So uh, there you go. Austin is taking the Chiefs, as Gordon mentioned, 19.5-point favorites over the Jets. Um, Gordon, I know which game I'm going with. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? You go ahead and go first, and I'll adjust according to what you do. All right. Real quick, here's the matchups just to run through them if you don't know who's playing this weekend. Tonight you've got the Falcons and the Panthers. Um, Carolina's two-point favorite in that. Uh, the early games on Sunday, the Patriots at the Bills. The Bengals host the Titans. The Raiders are at the Browns. The Lions host the Colts. The Packers host the Vikings. The Jets are at the Chiefs. The Dolphins host the Rams. The Steelers are at the Ravens. That should be a good one. Uh, the afternoon games, uh, the Chargers are at the Broncos. The Bears host the Saints. The Niners are at the Seahawks. And then the night game, Sunday night, Gordon, is going to be the Eagles hosting the Cowboys. And then the Monday night football game, the Buccaneers are at the Giants. Uh, Gordon, this one uh, this one was easy for me this week. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say that. But uh, I feel confident in this one. And, and I'm going to pick a team that I wouldn't often pick, but I'm going to pick because of the matchup. I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Cowboys in the Sunday night extravaganza. Uh, the Eagles have been terrific this year at two and four, uh, two four and one actually. But Carson Carson Wentz has been playing much better, and the Cowboys are awful, awful. They're going to be starting their third string quarterback likely. The defense hasn't been able to, uh, to you know, stop anybody, and uh, they, they're kind of a, the most disastrous team in the NFL right now. So I'm going with the Eagles over the Cowboys. 
That's funny because that's the team I was going to pick. Oh, that's not true. I'm making you go it first is. from here on out. Okay, I was going to pick the Eagles because for the very everything you just explained. Yeah, I know because uh, I just told you why you should pick the Eagles. No, uh, Jake, I got it right in front of me. That's that's what I. But I was being benevolent and I was saying, okay, you go ahead. But now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to change it up because I wouldn't pick the Eagles. Uh, practically any other time. But Dallas has been on such a free fall that uh, it's hard not to go with them. Uh, I mean, with the Eagles. But, okay, I won't I won't replicate what you're doing. I'll change it up out of the goodness of my heart, all right? Uh, that's fine. You if, don't have to, but I, I'll I, shame if, you no, for, no, for copying no. me. <laughs> I should have gone first because that was my first pick. My second pick... I don't think I've – have I uh, selected the Packers yet this year? Uh, I don't have the list like Austin does, but I don't think so. I don't think I have. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me either, but I'll go ahead and go with Green Bay. Uh, the Packers are taking on the Vikings in Green yes. Bay. The Vikings have been very disappointing. And, yes. I mean, I, I don't understand it. Uh, it seems like they should be much better than 1-5 in five at this point. But they're going to be 1-6. in six. Kirk, Kirk Cousins has not been good. You know, the, the thing with paying these quarterbacks unbelievable uh, amounts of money, Gordon, is eventually you're going to have to chip away at the team to pay for it. Remember when uh, your guy, the, uh, the mud hen, uh, Joe Flacco? <laughs> Joe Flacco. Won the won the, the Super Bowl uh, the, <laughs> won the Super Bowl in a contract year, and then they just paid him uh, some crazy amount of money, and then all of a yeah. sudden, slowly but surely, every good player from that team was basically jettisoned to pay for him. <laughs> I think the, the Vikings are in a little bit of that, where two, three years ago they were really good. They add Cousins. He plays well enough, and, and they're, I don't know if you want to say Super Bowl contender, but certainly an upper echelon team. And then they have to give Cousins even more money, and now slowly but surely they've just chipped away every talented player. Well, uh, that's to the Packers' advantage on this particular occasion. And, uh, you know, ordinarily you look at these games and you think, okay, it's the Vikings at, uh, at Lambeau. And so you think, uh, okay, well, uh, that's a big advantage. Uh, but, but this year's a little different. So I don't know. Okay, I'll go with the Packers. Uh, who's Austin going with? Austin's going with the Chiefs over the Jets. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's best game. What, what, do you think, what do you think is the best game of the weekend? I'm going to go with um, Ravens-Steelers, which is always a classic, right? Uh, I'll tell you the worst game is Tampa Bay and the Giants. Why is that the worst game? Because the Giants suck. Well, I mean, if you want to go by that, I mean, the, the worst game is obviously the, the Chiefs and the Jets. <laughs> well, other than that one. When I, when, uh, I, when I think good games or bad games, I think, like, if it's a bad game, both teams stink. Like, uh, let's see, what would I say is, is the worst game of the week? Oh, the Chargers and the Donks. And I guarantee you we get that on Channel 2 this weekend. I, I would bet you a million dollars that we're, we're getting that dog. Come on, David James, get us a better game. Hmm. I'll tell you a game that I, I'm kind of interested in, and this is kind of weird, but I, I think uh, Colts-Lions. Oh, I thought you were going to say Raiders Browns. Why do you Why do you think Colts Lions? Why is that weird? Because I think it's really even. Uh, that's a tough game to call, and uh, it's not that either team is all that good, but uh, 
the Lions at least have breath now, you know. I thought you were going to say Raiders-Browns just because those two teams in the, the recent past have been so unbelievably terrible. And uh, this year they're both half decent. The Raiders are 3-3 three and three, and the Browns are 5-2. and two. When was I the mean, last time the what was the last time the Bills were favored by three and a half points over New England? Oh, I'm sure Marv Levy was still coaching. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind yeah, of but a mess the, in the New Patriots England. they stink. I wonder I wonder how that's going to go for Bill. I mean, because they've made bad decisions, they've made bad draft picks, they lost a lot of talent obviously off that team from a year ago. And they they are seemingly in a free fall. Oh, what are they going to do, fire Bill Belichick? He basically waved no. the white flag on this year before it even began. Well, that's what I mean. Is he is he going to be able to? Uh, is he going to be able to endure losing? Well, he won't have to lose for long. I mean, he's going to draft Zach Wilson, and they'll be right back on top. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he he was very complimentary. Bill Belichick was. Of the Cougars in that week one uh, victory over Navy, which he was a visitor to uh, over the airwaves. Remember that? I do. I absolutely. All right. We're we're uh, we're here at the Dish Professionals. We've been hanging out with Ryan and crew all day long. Call them now, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. And, Ryan, you always take great care of our listeners. You have been doing it for years and years and years. But uh, you're doing something today I've never seen you do before. You're taking uh, kind of extra special care of the listener. We are. This is a, uh, a one-off for sure. It's a very, very cool little deal. We're, uh, you know, obviously you've heard of talk about the uh, great promotion, but we're – we're getting real. We're we're giving away a thousand dollars in cash. We're actually gonna do it twice. And uh, um, on top of that, today because you guys are here, we um, we got permission to also do um, a, another hundred dollars cash incentive. So every single person that calls and gets set up, not only can you get the two-year promotion, the movie channels for free, the price guarantee, um, the pay-per-view movies. If you're 55 and older, this that is. I think it's, it's crazy. That's killer. It's yeah. such a great deal. If you're 55 and older, you're a military first responder or work at a hospital in any fashion, Dish will give you pay-per-view movies every single month you have service, not just for a couple months. Every single month you have service, like 699 movies. So you get all of that, and then if you sign up today, you get $100 cash back and or cash, and then you get uh, entered in the drawing to win $1,000 cash, which um, I promise you is a very, very good odds. It, very good, which is what you're doing on purpose because you want to make it worth it. You yeah. want to make it a, a real incentive. This is not some national I hate contest. the drawings and, that you get uh, in. There's 1,000 yeah. people. You've got something. no prayer. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, thanks for that. So we're only doing it for the people on the radio, so that really limits down. It's uh, just – I've got other other means, door to door knockers and stuff that doesn't. It, they don't. All those customers are not included. So, it's just the ones that are calling off the radio. So, and you know, this is uh, our last spot for their station. So, if you're listening, you know, this is your opportunity. If you've thought about it and listen, if you got another service provider, especially another satellite provider, you got set up with years ago, um, I'll save you sixty, eighty bucks a month. You get a hundred bucks now. You'll get uh, a much better piece of equipment. Yeah, technology that'll blow your mind if you haven't upgraded in a while. It's gotten so much better. It's amazing. Like, like going from the flip phone to smartphone. Seriously, <laughs> no, it, but but that. I mean, it it integrates everything. It's pretty. It, it's it's amazing. I mean, your Netflix is right there. We've talked about the doorbell and uh, you know, the the voice remote. It, 
can turn your life over to this thing. Yes, it's a uh, it's a better system for a better price, and we get the best deal. And you know, uh, definitely, um, we always talk about this. Keep it local. Call us. So today, especially if you want to be in this drawing, um, it this is courtesy of the Dish Professionals. This is not something that if you called another number, you would be entered into. You need to call us. 801-424-DISH. Call now. 801-424-DISH. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, guys. More Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. We've got Wrapping up the Big Show. We're Monson Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Want to say big thanks to Ryan and his crew here at The Dish Professionals. They're the best. Uh, long, long, long-time partner of ours here on the station. Uh, they do a great job. 801-424-DISH. 801 4 Two, four, dish. Uh, Gordon, uh, what do you got on tap for tonight? Just uh, shenanigizing or what? Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I'll probably find some some work to do. You know, because uh, I'm a working man. Uh, You're not going to work tonight. What are you? Who are you fooling? Are you? Oh kidding? yeah, I do. You're not working twenty four seven. Give us. Oh, come no, on. No, hey, you work when you get uh, when you get inspiration to work. That's that's the way I roll. You know, so, so half asleep on the recliner is working in your mind. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I'm going to be half asleep on my couch. <laughs> you know, have you have you reached, reached the age where sleep is just like manna from heaven? Oh, yeah. I love to sleep. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Especially now that I have a young kid where sometimes sleeping yeah. isn't the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about it, man. Bring it on. Um, good. Well, you oh, enjoy good. your your sleep working. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk. Oh, to, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Football Friday tomorrow, Gordo. Uh, hanging out with uh, Alema and Mac. Hopefully, oh, Alema yeah. will be back. Do we know where he is? Well, he was doing high school football last week. Oh, that's way. right. That, yeah, but he so. was on vacation for a little while, wasn't he? Yeah, the week know. before he went somewhere. We'll have to ask him. You know. All right. That's but, always so fun. You don't want to miss that, folks. That is so fun when we talk with Alema and Mac. Mac is is really pays attention to what's going on uh, with the local teams and uh, and has great insight and great stories to tell. And Alema just sort of rides his uh, his coattails, right? No, it's, it's something like that. No, Alema kind of jabs with Mac and gets him going. And it gets real funny, so. All right, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow on a Football Friday right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.